The views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, advertising partners, or ownership of Forever Communication. The It's All Good Podcast, hosted by Lorraine Gossett-Jones, sponsored by Baptist Memorial Hospital. This is Lorraine Jones with 15 Minutes of Good News, sponsored by Baptist Memorial Hospital. Are you a procrastinator? Or are you married to a procrastinator? Chances are one of you are. The fact is, all of us probably procrastinate about something or other. Just to procrastinate just means putting things off, delaying or deferring an action to a later time. Now, I'm sitting here talking about procrastination as I'm recording a podcast about two weeks later than I intended on recording it. You know, I had the subject, I had the idea. But honestly, I just kept putting it off. For me, I love to write and I love to research. But for me, it's the getting started. So as soon as I just get started, put pencil to paper, it comes pretty easily and I'm okay. So I'm a little bit at certain at certain things. I'm a little bit of a procrastinator, but I am not as a rule a procrastinator. I am certainly not the biggest procrastinator in my family. I'm kind of more of a a jump right in, uh, get busy with a project, what's the worst that could happen type person. (laughs) My husband, Alan, on the other hand, is a big procrastinator. I'm just going to put that out there at the start of this. And I got the idea from this podcast. Actually, when I was driving to work a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to Caleb, and after a couple of songs played, the host, who was male, asked two female co-hosts a question. He said he had a survey, and he wanted to see if they could get it. And the question was, what do men procrastinate about? He said he had the top four. So they're guessing, and the first one they got easily, they procrastinate about fixing things around the house. And the next one they got making doctor's appointments. They procrastinate about that. This one surprised me a little bit. Trying on clothes. Men procrastinate about trying on clothes, and they don't take clothes back if they don't fit. Apparently, a lot of men just leave the clothes that don't fit in the back of their closet, or they just throw them away, or they donate them. I don't know. The, The male host said he had an estimate that, uh, A half a billion dollars a year is wasted in this manner, not trying on clothes and not taking them back. I don't know if that's true or not. It sounded like a lot, but that's what he said. So those were three of the top four. Then they guessed that men procrastinate about not asking for help, um, not asking for directions. Those weren't in there. This was the, the fourth one. Men procrastinate about putting things away. Now, this is the one that I want to talk the most about because this is the one that my husband is most guilty of. He's got stacks of magazines that he's going to read that never get put away. He has piles of clothes. I will wash, dry, fold his clothes, put them on the bed. They'll get moved from the bed to the bedside table to the bench at the foot of the bed, and then eventually they'll get put away. But the best example of Alan not putting things away and procrastinating is Alan's bowl. 
Let me explain. <laughs> when we got married, um, I noticed that Alan often took a few things out of his pocket. Now, we've only been married three years, but I noticed he would take a few things out of his pocket when he got home from work, and he'd put them on this decorative chest that I had right at the door. Um, me, trying to keep things neat and in keeping with my household decor, <laughs> I gave Alan a white bowl to put his things in. Um, it looked pretty on the chest, and I thought it would give him a spot um, to, you know, put his keys and his wallet and a few loose coins at the end of the day. Um, so it was only, it wasn't that big. It was only about, I would guess, maybe seven inches in diameter, and and it wasn't like a big, big, tall bowl. It was shallow, well, probably only about three inches deep. So three inches deep, about seven inches in diameter. So not a big bowl, but it was big enough for what I thought he needed. Now, I've been noticing that more and more things are not getting put away, and they're simply being put in that dang bowl to be put away later. I look at it every time I come in the door, and it was starting to drive me crazy. So last week, while he was still at work, I took I took inventory of that bowl, which now I come in, it's stuffed to overflowing, and then there's other stuff laying on the chest. So I took inventory of this bowl, laid it all out on the dining room table, and this is what Alan's little bowl had in it. Three Bic lighters. Alan doesn't smoke. Two tubes of chapstick, two bottles of eye drops, two phone chargers, four sets of keys, one GPS that he takes hunting, two packages of cough drops, a medicine bottle, several receipts, a big long bolt with a nut on it, a dental tool in a Ziploc baggie. Now he's a dentist, so he must have been taking that somewhere. Some hot hands, again for hunting. Now, a bag of sinkers, you know, sinkers for fishing. Alan hasn't fished in four years that I know of. Two padlocks with keys stuck in them, a pair of sunglasses, a small wrench, three golf tees, nine batteries, a stray bullet. There's a bullet in there. A posty note with one of his passwords on it. And then I counted all the change. There were no bills. This is all change. He had $20.53 in change. All of that stuff was stuffed in that little bowl. So when he comes home from work, I still had everything laid out on the dining room table. And he asked me what I was, what are you doing in my bowl? <laughs> I told him about the podcast and I asked, I asked him why he was such a procrastinator. And as he was stuffing everything back in that little bowl, he said, I'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> And guess what? It still looks the same right now. He hasn't done one thing. <laughs> oh, do you know there's even a group for procrastinators? And the acronym for this group is PFABT. That stands for Procrastinators for a Better Tomorrow. <laughs> They're proud of it. They don't care. <laughs> but what are what are the reasons people procrastinate? You know, really... It's the fact that the reward isn't worth the effort in a lot of their minds. It's not worth doing. And some people say, because getting it done last minute is exciting. Now, now I get that just a little bit. Um, 
I do some of my best work when it's it's due tomorrow, and I got to get to it. And there's a little bit of adrenaline rush there. I understand that. But here's some other reasons that I found online. People procrastinate because fear of failure is if I don't get started, I can't fail. Lack of motivation. You know, they don't care about what this is they're supposed to do. Task aversion. They don't like to do it. Feeling overwhelmed. They have anxiety, depression, too many distractions, maybe confidence issues, perfectionism. You know, when I'm researching a subject, I always like to see if the Bible says anything about the subject. And you know what? It usually does. <laughs> and, I, and I looked at the, the book of Proverbs, written mostly by Solomon. Um, show, it, it, this book shows us how to live wisely and skillfully. So th- there is some reference in this book to procrastination. So um, first of all, Proverbs 27.1 says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. And all, I'll do it tomorrow attitude that puts things off to some undefined one day. That's an assumption that we'll be around. We may not. And what we left undone and unsaid could make a vast difference to those that we leave behind. You know, I work with cancer patients and have for 25 years and their families. And, you know, if a cancer patient is at the end of life, maybe in hospice, or they've been told they don't have long, and I talk with the family members, I always say to them, don't leave anything left unsaid. That's something I've always said to them. Don't let, don't leave anything left unsaid. That's good advice for them. That's good advice for everyone. But I want to read this other proverb too, Proverb 26, 13 through 16. In this, Solomon discusses the characteristics of a lazy man, a procrastinator, if you will. Now, this is the day in the life of a slacker. This is what I'm going to read you, Proverbs 26, 13 through 16. The lazy man said, there's a lion in the road, a fierce lion in the streets. As a door turns on its hinges, so does the lazy man on his bed. The lazy man buries his hands in the bowl but it grieves him to bring it back to his mouth. The lazy man is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. That's kind of a confusing uh, group scripture there, but but let's break it down. The lazy man's day follows a well-worn routine. It begins in bed. He will not get out of bed. He just wants five more minutes. He just keeps rolling over in his bed. He is hinged to his bed. So then when the lazy man finally gets out of bed, he looks out the window and he believes he sees a lion in the streets. There's no lion in the streets. Solomon is just showing us that a lazy man will look for any ridiculous excuse not to work. And he believes in his own stupid excuses. Rather than work, the lazy man goes to enjoy a leisurely meal. He makes a promising start. He gets his hand into the dish. But he is too lazy to bring his hand back to his mouth. He's even too lazy to feed himself, to take care of himself. The lazy man puts his hand to a task, but he never finishes what he starts. You can't rely on him. 
He wastes the day away, makes excuses why he can't work, and in the midst of all his laziness, he thinks he's smarter than seven sensible people. Doesn't this sound like a lot of people in our country right now? It's time for people to stop thinking of every reason not to work in life. We should be people who are starters and finishers. Our work ethic is a reflection on God. Listen to the words of God in Colossians 3, 23 through 24. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. We must work hard because we're serving the Lord in everything that we do. Lastly, I want to talk about one of the worst procrastinators I found in the Bible, a man named Felix, and he procrastinated about learning about Jesus. Uh, This next little segment here I I saw um, in a devotion from Todd Castleberry from Fairview Park Church. Um, And it reads, Felix was a Roman governor of Judea when a prisoner named Paul was brought to him. He had been accused of creating dissension among all the Jews of the world. The high priest and the Jewish elders came to Felix and stated their case against Paul. But Paul used this opportunity to talk about spiritual things. On one occasion, Felix and his wife, Drusilla, heard Paul talk about Jesus What he told them isn't recorded exactly, but Acts 24-25 says, Now, as he reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and answered, Go away for now. When I have a convenient time, I'll call for you. Felix procrastinated. He was afraid. Many don't obey God because of fear. Rather than being paralyzed by fear and procrastination, we should realize some things about God. God wants a relationship with us. We are told in Isaiah, Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. They are, though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. In Second Peter 3.9, Peter wrote, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish and that all should come to repentance. God wants us to come to him, and he's patient with us. He doesn't want us to fail. Acts 24, 27 goes on to tell us that after two years, another governor replaced Felix. The implication is that Paul was there in prison right there near Felix all this time, but there's no indication that Felix ever changed. Even though God is patient and wants a relationship with us, some people procrastinate like Felix. Don't procrastinate. Get to know Jesus today. A time may come when you are replaced like Felix and you won't have any more opportunities. This is Lorraine Jones, and you've been listening to 15 Minutes of Good News, sponsored by Baptist Memorial Hospital. The It's All Good Podcast, hosted by Lorraine Gossett-Jones. Sponsored by Baptist Memorial Hospital, delivering the promise of quality health care. When fighting cancer, you want two things on your side, advanced technology and skilled, caring medical professionals to help you succeed. 
At Baptist Cancer Center, you'll have both. We use TrueBeam, powerful, precise radiation technology used by the top cancer centers in the United States. And our cancer treatment team is second to none. Advanced technology, advanced skills, right here where you live. Find out more. Visit us at BaptistCancerCenter.com.